My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. Good morning and this morning. Welcome to Thursday. Shilas! Good morning, sir. How are you? <laughs> Good to have you. As a mining engineer in your profession, what do you do? Uh, unfortunately, I've left the career, so I'm an activist full-time in the mining sector and energy. Mara, Mara, why did you leave the profession? Because we need people like you actively in the profession and developing young people, sir. Uh, the main of us, uh, you will recall that uh, uh, the uh, there's a high unemployment rate uh, whereby you, there are engineers which are sitting down at home without jobs. As you would know that the mining sector has been retrenching uh, for the past years. So there's a graduate uh, in all these uh, fields related to mining who are sitting, uh, they're graduating every year but uh, without jobs. But myself, I I I, I resigned. Uh, I was working in several mining companies, mining houses, and uh, to, to 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 come and be an activist in the mining sector and energy. So I'm the president of the Mining Forum of South Africa, uh, president and founder. Uh, although now, because of the merging of the two departments of energy and mining. Then we had to be forced to change the name to Minerals and Energy Forum of South Africa. In terms of what we are pushing is that we are pushing transformation in the mining and energy sector for black people, you know, to come and participate in the industry, uh, other than being consumers uh, of whatever is produced in these two industries. So. Uh, we want black people to also be part of this mining in, in the in the mining sector, and also in energy, uh, to participate uh, in building, doing businesses. So that's what we do: promotion of black businesses in mining and energy. Let's go back to the um, graduates. Obviously, you're talking about uh, participating in business, uh, but yeah. are, are, are you also um, in a position to help those graduates who are still looking for jobs to find some activity that eventually will lead uh, into economic activity that is profitable? Yeah. It's a, it's a challenge, to be honest with you. As you know, as I said, that mining companies are retrenching, so uh, these graduates are sitting uh, without, you know, jobs. Uh, for example, uh, the geologists, the mining engineers, and all of that. Uh, at the current moment, the only solution that which we can do is to develop these young people and uh, to go into a business with their qualification. I tell a lot of them to say, you know, you cannot wait for a job. You must do something. Register a company and come and participate in business. You can come to, for an example, to the fuel industry, which is energy. You can come to mining and do business there. You know, licenses they are there. You know, licenses are free to do. Uh, for example, 
uh, license for 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 for, for mining. As a graduate, you can do that license. Uh, you can also do a license for energy in terms of distribution of energy, whereby you can sell energy, I mean, uh, fuel in bulk, anywhere. So you, you cannot always sit and wait for a job. You know, the industry is doing very, very bad. So it's time that, you know, uh, change of mind, doing something that which is different. You know, we need entrepreneurs, uh, mindset of young people and that's the solution currently uh, everywhere today the companies are retrenching and all of that not only in mining but we see these retrenchments across all you know uh, qualifications all the, the careers mm. and young people need to change their mind to say what is it that now we need to do differently mm. so leaving the university don't go with don't leave the university with the mindset of saying i'm going to find a job now say I'm going to create employment myself. So we need entrepreneurs of young people in South Africa. So to become inventors, not only so, we must look for a problem solving so that we can bring solutions to the problems that we are facing in our society. Because if we are not doing that, then we are a doomed nation. Uh, we need to be problem solvers and not always looking for jobs and all of that. That's the mindset that which young people should have in South Africa. Uh, at the, when you were lecturing at the University of Johannesburg, what is it that you picked up from young people, particularly in the mining sector? What, what, what were they passionate about? What were they seeing with a different set of eyes? Unfortunately, what I saw was bad. Uh, you know, uh, as I said, yeah, these young people, you know, uh, uh, and even though you look at the curriculum within the universities across this, I did a lot of research from all these universities, for example, that are offering mining engineering. Yeah. There's no entrepreneurship within their, uh, what you call, uh, uh, their, 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 their curriculum and all of that. Everything that which they are taught, they are just taught practicals in terms of how to dig, how to mine you know, how to calculate in terms of these ratios of underground mining, balancing, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's all about physics and mathematics and all of There's no business side of it. So if you are to leave university with a degree, you have got, the, you know, the theory of the course, but you don't have the business side of it, which is, I, I think that is not fair because, that should be taught in the university and all of that. So uh, I, I remember I, I was talking with the dean of engineering in one of the universities to say, we have to challenge this curriculum. It has to be involving, uh, you know, this entrepreneurship whereby young people are able also to invent. Because, you know, the current system is like this. You, you do mining engineering. But we do not do the softwares. I'm a mining engineer now, but uh, in terms of softwares and all of that, uh, you know, I'm not up to standard where I can invent a certain system. Mm. So the curriculum that which is still being used is the old, old, old curriculum, which does not produce, in, you know. But if I were to go to China and do mining engineering, I'll come back knowing the softwares. I'm not only doing the, you know, the theory part, but... There is also that software part that which I, I am learning and become an inventor. And all. So we need to integrate this system. Entrepreneurship, 
and uh, another parties whereby you are able to invent and you know it, i think there is a balance in that way so it needs to be a practical kind of a curriculum which is yeah so but currently it's, it's really not it's not really good for 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 these young people so at, at the moment you you would go with the movement that says uh, entrepreneurship should be introduced as a high school subject at least to start developing this approach to life definitely uh, there must be you know it must start when they are young yeah, i think that is it's going to be good for them uh, it's a challenge young our young people are doomed to be honest with you uh, uh, the, everyone is looking for a job, you know. Everyone is looking for a job. We've got about nine million, nine point nine million, South, young South Africans who, are, I mean, people who are can be employed who are looking for jobs. That itself is too much. You understand? So mm. our young people should be starting to invent, doing something for solving the problems that which our society is faced with. Do, do you still believe that load sharing is a ploy? Uh, in terms of the load shedding, I, I, I might have changed my mind, of course, uh, as you have said, Cyril, uh, President Ramaphosa, you said that uh, we, we must, you know, uh, be part of the solution and not make a lot of noise. So mentality now is to say that uh, what is it that which I personally can do to solve the problem of ESCOM? Uh, what is it that which you can do to solve the problem of ESCOM? For example, this IPPs, uh, what does IPPs mean? IPPs gives me and you an opportunity to become uh, owners or producers of electricity privately. That means me and you, you each of us can get a license from uh, the Department of Energy whereby you are able to produce your own electricity. Yeah. For example, this license, if you are to do it yourself, you can be able to go and partner with any company from outside South Africa, which may be, for example, a nuclear company or a solar company, and whereby you are able to put your solar panels somewhere using that license and produce electricity on your own and sell it to the ESCOM grid. So that means also is an empowerment because to do business with ESCOM, you must have 51 plus 1% uh, in terms of ownership for, for BEE. That is an opportunity for me and you also to grow. So I, I see an opportunity within a problem. Mm. But although the, in terms of this, uh, what you call uh, load shedding, I do not promote it. It's something that no one wants it. But it's a problem. What is the solution that which me and you can bring? You can get a license. You can get a license, employed or not employed, and therefore you look for partnership in terms of infrastructure that is needed. You find the land, you put those solar panels, you sell the electricity to ESCOM. So that's basically what I'm saying. So, so basically, part of the solution. basically, you, you, you're encouraging independent power producers in this case. Yes, definitely, definitely, because the more there are more independent power producers, the more electricity we have, and uh, the more we deal with the problems of uh, you know load shading and uh, you know lack of electricity in the country. So the more investment we are going to have, you know, as, as much as we have got security 
uh, in terms of electricity and all of that, it also brings more confidence than we have right now. So I think that is the attitude that which I have towards uh, these IPPs currently. Talking about uh, state uh, SOEs and the state entities, you believe that uh, um, the self-inflicted dysfunctionality of state entities uh, should be regarded, regarded as treason. Tell us more. Yeah, but remember, it was during this load shedding, right? And um, uh, the time of load shedding before the elections, uh, it was just unprecedented. I mean, we really seen that, you know, the, the electricity was just switched off uh, the way it was, you know. Uh, it, it made some of us very, very angry before because it has never happened before the way the electricity was switched off. Yeah. So we regarded that as present to say, uh, you know, maybe this is just an intentional kind of a move in order to promote this thing of the IPPs, you understand? Mm. So we are saying that the IPPs can be implemented without affecting the electricity in terms of uh, switching off the electricity and all of that. But that is the past. Let's 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 move on. Escom is using uh, uh, fuel right now in order to deal with this uh, uh, load shedding. That fuel, it's, it's someone supplying. Someone got a license from the Department of Energy to supply fuel. But the question is one: Who is that person who supplies? Because the report came out after the election to say how much has been used. Uh, by ESCOM uh, to fuel uh, for these three months. It was found out that it's more than 100 million rent that it was used in the past six months, I mean, in the past three months. Now, who is supplying that? Is it me? Is it you? In terms of the fairness of the process, that was the procurement process, uh, you know, fair and all of that. So, and some say black people, they must come into energy. We will assist them, let them contact us in terms of acquiring the license to distribute license to all these government institutions, to ESCOM and all these companies, private and all of that. So we are consumers. For example, you look at the, 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 the cars that which are moving every day. You know, we drive, we drive every day, we drive every day. Have you asked yourself to say, I'm driving this car every day and I'm putting petrol every day or I'm putting diesel every day? Who is actually benefiting from this process, right? And black people are not there in the process. Even in mining, for example, in the production, it's time that young, um, young and old black South Africans that get involved into mining and energy, but with good attitude, of course. I, I do not promote violence, but with good engagement, then let them come and participate. It is possible. It must be done. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's time that uh, I've got passion for black people to get involved in these two industries, mining and energy, mm. and participate as we are building wealth like others. We cannot continue to be a poor nation. We cannot continue to be a poor nation in our own country. Therefore, that must come to an end. Um, blessing. Uh, obviously, yes. in, in your work and what you do, 
There is a chance that there might be people that uh, do not see things the way that you do, who, who disagree yeah. with you. How do you deal with that? Because uh, people might say, uh, maybe the information is in short supply or there's a different view. How do you deal with that? Yeah, you know, I, I can tell you, one of the challenges that which we have is the government uh, officials, of course. You know, uh, there's a lot of corruption going on within uh, the Department of Mining, you know, and all of that. That's the department that which we have had uh, problems. We work also with the communities all across South Africa. Then in terms of one of the things that which we look at is compliance in terms of the law. Uh, you know, implementation of this mining charter, the Mineral Petroleum Resource Development Act, you know, and all of that. And, you, you know, they, they just do not, you know, these mining companies, some of them, they don't want to implement. The law is there, they know what to do, you know, and all of that. But, you know, these uh, officials are the ones that which, you know, they, 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 they do this corruption together with these mining companies and all of that. So it's, it's, it's a challenge whereby you want to see change, for example, in this one of the communities, and there's nothing that is happening. You know, development of black entrepreneurs, development of SMEs and all of that within these communities and across South Africa, and that is not happening. So I think that is what actually takes us back, you know, uh, corruption, corruption, corruption. It's a challenge everywhere. It's taking us back. It's not growing our country. And if there is a disease that which we have to remove from this country is corruption. Because that itself, I, I think, is setting us backward. So, blessings. Let, 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 let's move away from corruption because we might just start believing it. Um, apart from these activities, do you play golf? Come again? Do you play golf? Definitely, I do. I do. I do. I do. What, what's, I do what's your handicap? But uh, my favorite uh, uh, sport is soccer. Yeah, football. Yeah, I do. I do love soccer. Did you, did you play though? I did play, and I was a striker. Play number eleven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to play. I used to play when I was, uh, you know, still in high school and primary and all of that. Yeah. But I, I, I remember when I started doing grade 11 and 12, I I, 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 I loved books. So, and uh, Christianity also took part. And I just abandoned football. And until this day, I, I love reading, you know. I love reading and love politics. And that's uh, the things that I, I love most, you know. Do, do, do you read for pleasure or do you read uh, I read for knowledge I read for knowledge I, I read for knowledge yeah. and uh, yeah so I, I started mining engineering and, uh, and after that I started labor law you know honors mm. and I'm um, looking to study something else more and more and more and more and more so I, I just love reading and I, I believe that knowledge is power you know oh. education is the most important weapon as Mandela said, you know, to, yeah. to, to change the world. And that's nothing that which, you know, we can use to change this world without knowledge. Uh, knowledge makes you to grow. Uh, knowledge is power, you know. Yeah. It, it advances you. It changes you. It changes your behavior. It changes how you think. It changes how you interact with other people. So it's very, very important. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah, no one is better than education.
education makes us better and changes and transform our environment. And that's what I believe, you know, uh, this country can be much more better with education. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. You, you know, I was a victim of, uh, I was a victim of crime uh, uh, that was in 20, uh, 2016. And um, I remember I was shot at, uh, uh, through an hijack in Joburg. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, I was in a coma for three months, you know. Uh, that's when I discovered what is a purpose. But um, uh, I, I'm not bitter, you know. And uh, even today, I don't know who those people like. not even point you for the person mm. uh, that mm. did that through an hijack and all of that. But what I'm just saying is that... Uh, if, if if education, you know, we advance education in this country uh, to try to teach our young people to say that this is right, this is wrong, uh, take out our children out of the street and, 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 and give them education. And again, one of the things that which, uh, you know, lead to these young people doing this crime is because of some of them, they are unemployed. You know, there's someone who's doing something not right somewhere because that's where they end up being you understand what i'm saying yeah, we're talking yeah. about corruption you know these are the things that which as a result of they, they affect that let's come back here um you, you spoke about christianity taking over and retiring you from football yes, yes. Please, please share with us your favorite scripture my your favorite scripture when you read the book, the holy book. The holy book. Yes. Uh, the, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Peace, Alma twenty-three. I, 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 I actually, you know, uh, read that scripture every day. Another one is uh, Peace, Alma one one seven verse eighteen, when it talks about I shall not die, but I will live and declare what the Lord has done. Uh, it's, it's one of the scriptures that speaks to me every day, you know, uh, to say that, uh, that the Lord's purpose in my life is still going to be fulfilled. Uh, you know, uh, I'm here, I was born for a purpose, and up until I fulfill that purpose, I will not go anywhere. You know, so uh, I believe that as, as, as a person, I was born for a purpose. And every one of us, you know, you have got a purpose that which you have to fulfill. We all have different assignments in life that which we need to fulfill in life. And uh, up until you finish that uh, uh, assignment and fulfill it, uh, it's, it's not going to be over. Bora Moba. Hey, because the, of time. I'm loving it. Live for the purpose. Do yes. what has to be done and do it well and power to your hands. Thank you for joining us this Thursday morning. I shall, Thank you very much. I shall read the book and revive that which uh, I kind of almost forgot. Thank you very much. Thank you Thank so you much. Have much. a fabulous Thursday. That's, Thank uh, you very much. Blessings, Ramo, about the mining engineer. Now he's an activist. Now he's a man of uh, scriptures. He looks at uh, scriptures. In a few moments' time, Olam Zamluli brings you the news. And, of course, uh, that's going to kick off uh, today's edition of uh, uh, First Take SA with uh, Elvis Presley. And if it's your birthday today, happy birthday. Many, many happy returns. Sharing your birthday with uh, entertainer, songwriter, playwright, and director David Kramer. He's 68 years old today. One of the, the most uh, gifted uh, goalkeepers 
in South Africa. Leander Andre Arense is 52 years old today. I think this is uh, coaching by Fana goalkeeping. Ne? He's 52 years old today. Spider-Man Toby Maguire is 44 years old today. And uh, he used to live with us. He went to England now. Controversial uh, Peter Kevin Peterson is uh, 39 years old today. And our very own Dale Stain is 36. Nico Roseberg, racing uh, car driver, 34. And footballer Clifford Ngobeni, 32. That's our show. Zelma Kribi, Stanza Papuri. Thanks for uh, for thank you, uh, team, and thanks to uh, blessings and uh, thanks to you for tuning in. Uh, much appreciated. Time now to hand over to Nam Sam Luni on Thursday. She's got the Thursday edition of Isinda, but it's gonna have a little zing. She kicks off today's uh, first take essay. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great day. God bless.